3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet.
4: Welcome along to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Colin Watt and I'm joined by what would potentially be the best barbershop quartet possibly known to man. We've got Tony Haggerty, we've got Alan Morrison and we've got Kev McCluskey. Gentlemen, happy anniversary!
5: Same to yourself, Colin.
4: Colin. Can you believe it's been 12 months to the day since Ange was announced as the Celtic manager, Tony? I mean, we had the whole summer of this Eddie Howe saga, will he, won't he, Willy won't he? And now, 12 months on, you're thinking, thank God he never.
5: <laughs> first and foremost, forgive the colour, but I feel it's like the Blues Brothers here with kind of uh, <laughs> a reunion, you know, and a band <laughs> back together. You know, it feels a bit like that, you know. That <laughs> musical theme song, but uh, good to see everybody. Yeah, uh, I think everybody knows my thoughts when Hans first came in. I wasn't entirely convinced. Uh, yeah, I'm convinced now. I'll, I'll tell you that uh, and you know the start in the league didn't enamour me either three wins out of seven but you know what I'm uh, delighted that he's here and I've said on record many times that I called it wrong at the start and I'm not too proud to put my hand up on that so say yeah didn't. I wanted Eddie Howe I was on the Eddie Howe bus as people say and uh, it never happened But and I was more disappointed that that had collapsed not the fact that we got Ange in I was just more annoyed at the machinations of how plans came about, but uh, I wouldn't swap for the world now. And uh, yeah, um, you said a year ago, I was possibly a bit annoyed at that. I, I ain't annoyed anymore. <laughs>
4: it's <laughs> very difficult <laughs> to be annoyed. Um,
5: oh, yeah, I, is- annoyed uh, and I think I think now looking back, uh, looking on, sorry, Andy's what, exactly what we needed. He's the kind of manager that we needed. And uh, you can't speak highly enough of them. And I think every Celtic supporter is just excited as to where it can go, where it can lead.
4: Yeah, Kevin, hindsight's a wonderful thing. If we we knew what these 12 months were going to bring to us, I'm sure we'd all been on here with smiles as wide as the Clyde and everybody looking forward to the 12 months ahead. But as Tony says, it was a rough start and it was just a case of sticking with it, sticking with the process. And as Ange says, we never stop. And what a year it's been.
6: Oh, it's been an incredible year, yeah. I mean, excuse me. I'm Thinking back 12 months ago, I was getting ready to move flat. Uh, I had my hopes up that Eddie Howe was going to be the man, the same as Tony did. And then the way that whole deal fell apart, I'm not going to say I lost interest in the whole managerial appointment thing, but I was just so down in the dumps about it because I had my heart set on Eddie Howe. We'd seen that training video of him and he looked like he was going to be the perfect fit. And then, yeah, Ange being appointed, you know, we all kind of hold our hands up. We didn't know who he was. Like, I'd heard the name before because of, you know, reading football magazines. I knew of the name, but I knew nothing of his style of play. I knew nothing of the man himself. Um, and by hook or by crook, the Celtic board lucked out because Ange Postacoglu is a Celtic man. He gets the club, uh, he's just, and he gets the fans pretty much from his first press conference. He got us on side, and he that worked in his favour because again, like Tony says, he had that was it, three wins in seven games. Any other manager's going to be under pressure, and somehow Ange got a bit of leeway, and then he stuck to the process. He worked his way through, got through the dodgy time, and yeah, looking back, what a twelve months it's been. What a ride! In the next twelve months as well, you're looking forward and thinking, you know, for the first time actually, and God knows how many years I'm sitting in a summer not stressing out about a transfer window, because I think we've got a manager in there that knows what he's doing. He's going to plug the gaps that we need plugged. And by the time the Champions League group stage now, even not even the qualifiers, as I was about to say, by the time that comes around, we're going to be in such a strong position now that uh, I'm in danger of getting really carried away
4: about how good next season could be. (laughs) Just had to bring this up before we come to you, Alan. Uh, Paddy Laverty says, we've got Colin, Alan, Kev, Tony and the wardrobe.
5: You know how it is, right. but I think the wardrobe belongs in the 70s. I'm a built On like myself, you know what I mean? The...
7: <laughs> Certainly, the last time that you should have uh, got away with wearing a tracksuit top. <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it started already. Yeah, yeah. Um, middle aged
7: man in tracksuit top. It's yeah, a great. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't wear
5: football tops, Alan, because I'm always like that. You're a grown man. <laughs> 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 I'm just this month, and I just like this. This, this and a, another Adidas tracksuit, only tracksuit
4: tops I own. I swear to you, that's it. So, what, what <laughs> one is that? Is that a team's tracksuit? No, can no, that's a, that's a Ryder
5: Rovers tracksuit. Oh, very nice. Specifically, yeah. why I wear it because it's that's very nice. My era of growing up, you know. So, and obviously, both yourself and Paul
4: did a fantastic show a couple of months ago. Yeah. If you've not seen it on Royal Rovers you can check that out on a state of mind. Um, Alan, I'm going to come to you. The 12 months that we've had of Ange Postacogli, you are the stats man. What is the Mm. biggest stat that has jumped out in the 12 months that Ange has been in charge of Celtic that, if you look back on it, is quite a surprise to when he took over? Yeah, there's there's quite quite a few, but
7: let me just touch on, you know, in terms of where, where was I a year ago in the journey. So... What Kevin said really resonates, so let's start with a negative and then I'll get really positive. So, you know, Kev talked about you know, Celtic lucking out, and, and my concern to this day remains that there was no logical l- line of thinking that would take you from no manager to Eddie Howe to Ange Postacoglu, and that suggests <laughs> there isn't joined-up thinking going on behind the scenes, and we just got lucky, basically. We got very lucky, so that, that, that's that's you know that that still remains an, an issue and a concern. But on the basis that hopefully the the gaffer is not going anywhere soon, and that, and that that weakness in terms of the thinking in the background isn't going to be exposed anytime soon. In terms of you know last year, I, I, my knowledge of Postecoglou was mainly, to be fair, through watching his Australia team at the World Cups. I'm, I'm a real anorak about World Cups and his Australia team really caught the eye, mainly because he took a team that um, was really a, re- a, a rebuild of what had been a very strong, probably once in a generation Australia side and was now full of uh, the, be- the best world in the world, fairly kind of journeyman players. And he had a right go in what was the hardest group in the tournament. And although they lost all their games, they gave, they gave Holland and Spain and Chile a right fright and played really aggressive football. Um, so that was my main... But that, but then, you know, that, 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 that kind of led me to think, well, is, is, he a, is he a bit naive? Is it like, you know, style over substance and all this sort of thing? But the thing that struck me um, on day one was, when, when I started looking at it, was this guy improves every team that he's ever managed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as a sort of base level, foundation level, that's got to be a pretty solid starting point. And then very quickly, I think when his name was in the frame, um, such as the 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 world we live in now, uh, we had access to all sorts of Australian and Japanese uh, journalists and football correspondents who were you know uniform uh, in their assessment of this man and his capabilities and the type of football that he um, that he played and again, you know whenever a, a footballer comes up or a signing or what have you you 'll get a range of opinions but what was um, very noticeable was how uniform the views were of various experts around Postacoglu and his capabilities. And then when we moved into September and I, and I had to sit here as, as 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 Tony was being very rueful and shaking, lots of shaking of head, I remember on that episode. Um, I, I, I'm not Again, I'm not being smart. We can go back and look at the videos. I was pretty sanguine because the underlying data showed that the performances were there. There was a coherence about the way that they were playing. And to Kev's point about he got he got leeway. Well, he got leeway because the squad was an absolute disaster. He mm-hmm. was playing, you know, kids. He was playing players out of position. He was playing players that we thought had no future at the club. He was trying to bed in, you know, new signings, loan signings that we'd never heard of, all this sort of stuff. But what he did very quickly was he got the team playing a coherent style of football that um, was consistent, uh, game on game. And even if the results weren't going his way, the performances were starting to stack up. And so it was just a matter of time before, you know, the the variance uh, would would lead to the the luck equaling out and results would start going away, and that's kind of how it transpired. In terms of you know what what is it about um, Pastakoglu's team from a data perspective that stands them out? So I did, if if you subscribe to the Celtic Way, I wrote at length on this last week. Um, I would summarise it uh, is that he plays smart football. If you look at Pastakoglu's teams compared to and, and my data that I collect goes back to Diala, so Diala, Lennon, Rogers, is we're taking more shots from central positions closer to the goal. We're putting more crosses in, but they're low crosses, not high, loopy crosses. Um, our pressing is more effective. Um, we're creating better quality chances. I'm, I'm summarising very quickly for you, but that's what the data shows. We're basically playing smarter football, and that's what a good coach with a coherent, um, you know, way of playing uh, gives you. And I think that that is what gives me confidence because it's repeatable, it's consistent. Um, and although the result might not go your way on any given day, um, if you look at the SPFL, and, um we are consistently creating around two expected goals more than the opposition in each and every game. And that, and that plus two uh, allows you to absorb a lot of variance. When I talk about variance, there are things like a bad refereeing decision, you know, an own goal, a forty-yard screamer going into the top corner, the goalkeeper fumbling one, the opposition goalkeeper having an absolute, um, you know, worldy and the other, end. all those things, um, you know, tend to not matter if you're if you're putting at least two xG on the opposition because you, you're, you're you're creating that that many more uh, better chances. And he's created a team that, in domestically, is now doing that a consistent basis. The the go forward is how does he improve the team to scale. Those performances in a European context, that's his next big challenge.
4: Yeah, definitely. And we'll take a look ahead um, over the coming weeks to the European journey in front of us. Uh, Tony, if I remember correctly, you were on with um, Dan from Australia um, when we were looking Mm -hmm. back when Ange was appointed and we managed to get Dan on and he gave us some of his insights. The one thing that stuck with me um, that he said was that the first year is not the year where Ange brings out his team. It's the second season we should look forward to, and I'm that really- second that second season is just about upon us. So the question I'm going to ask you, and we'll, we'll we'll look back at this in twelve months' time, just like we've we've done today. In twelve months' time, what do you think is a realistic expectation of this Ange Postacoglu team
5: this season coming? Yes. Well, I remember Dan saying that. I remember Dan also saying, "Never mind the defence; you'll see oh, <laughs> season five or stuff like that." And I was kind of like, whoa, I was just doing- <laughs> <laughs> and I remember And I remember him saying, don't worry about this season, it's next season that it all comes to fruition. And I was like, y- you just can't write off a season because of his 40 million quid at stake with Champions League come- yep. automatic qualification at the group stages." And I was kind of, I was not kind of losing it, but I was kind of like, where am I here, Dan? You know, you're, you're not getting it here. You- mm-hmm. And he was telling me, you know, this guy will come good in the fullness of time. And I'm like, but we don't have the fullness of time. 'Cause this season was so important for to win a title because of the, the riches that came the club's way. And then we started talking about don't worry about the defence, that'll that'll take care of itself. I defending defenders not new Celtic strong point over the years, so I was kinda like, oh no. But he did kinda roadmap and say, look, it might it might happen earlier or sooner and as Alan said from September on, was it when when Celtic went to 2 one two one, that was me I was yeah. I was locked in. Yeah, was on board then, and I thought because that was a huge, huge game, and the kind of poster of and the one where he gave it the chest pumping and saluted the fans, and I just thought there was a sea change. Everybody got on board then, even the doubting, the doubters, and also on want show like, like myself. It was all kind of right. This is it. Let's do this. Let's see what you got. And uh, as Alan pointed out, he, domestically they were pretty imperious after that. Where we only played is. Alan says repetitive football, what Ange likes to call our brand of football, Alan, that's what he always refers to, it, isn't it? Play our brand of football. So, and anyway, we, Alan, I want to see what he can do now. I, I think everybody accepted that winning the title was really, really important. He didn't write Europe off, but the second the Celtic supporters accepted that it was maybe too early. The poster called Luzraine to have any real kind of make a fist of it in Europe. But I still make the point, they they went to Germany and Spain and scored five times and still lost both matches. You know which Celtic teams traditionally ha- haven't haven't done for a while. I know they lost, but they they gave a good account of themselves in both those matches and should have taken more points in a really tough Europa League group. So I was I thought okay, I'm, I'm I think with a bit of fine tweaking and you know you can start to go to these places and get results. So I'm hoping that this year, as Alan says as well, that Celtic can make a real significant impact in Europe. Because I think domestically, and with a few more additions then, I I think they can retain the title. Yeah, I I, I can see them doing that. But I want them now to take it to the next level. And the manager wants to take it to the next level. And the players are saying the same thing. I've said before, Matt O'Reilly, when asked about automatic qualification for the Champions League... Immediately after the final whistle went, the tan dice, he said, That's not enough. I don't want to play in the Champions League. I want to win football matches. As I've said, that's not Matt O'Reilly speaking, that's the manager speaking. That's yeah. the manager already telling them, You're going into this competition. We're not going to be cannon for that or to fail. We're going to win and compete. And I think that's the manager's mentality as well. He wants to take Celtic to that other level. And I think every Celtic supporter is excited as to what the draw provides in the Champions League how much of a fish Celtic can make of it. And I think it'll be one of his priorities this season to make Celtic a, a decent force in Europe.
4: Yeah, it's been a while since we've made Celtic Park a fortress. It used to be under Martin Neil, even under Gordon Strachan. Teams feared coming to Celtic Park. Now you get the kind of results like we look back to um the likes of the qualifiers against Cluj, against Fenish Varos, teams like that where Celtic really should have been Um, more dominant and maybe they showed too much respect maybe they just weren't ready
3: but mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for
0: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent.
2: As the number one audio company, iHeart gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: These results we have to put behind us and we have to look to, to build upon that. It is coming up now for what 18 years since we've won a knockout tie in Europe. Um, I was 10 years old at that point. That's uh, that's how long ago it was. Wow. Uh, my, my, my younger brother, who is actually watching us from Florida right now, um, he was in nappies back then. He's never seen us do it. And you think back to all the great nights that you've had under Celtic Park, under the lights um even coming back and like, Darius Jackinovsky scoring the four goals or the nights against um, Leeds United in the 70s. and This, I feel, Kev, with the manager that we've got, with the mentality that we have and the fact that we have basically this whole summer to prepare for it, whether it is a case of finishing third in the Champions League and dropping into Europa League or actually getting one of those top two spots... This is the year that hoodoo comes off our back.
6: Certainly hope so, Colin. Certainly hope so. <laughs> it's been long enough, as you say. Aye, 18 years since we last won an knockout game, so that needs to be changed soon. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing that you can pick up from And is that he's a winner. And he might not kind of... Uh, how much and he says in European football and he's done this in Scotland as well. He has his philosophy and his style of play and his principles. But I think what we were told at first was that he would stick to them rigidly, and that's where we were getting these five, four games were gonna come from. For me he doesn't. He's a very clever manager and he makes subtle changes from game to game. And that's the kind of the extra one percent to a percent he gets out the players and out the team as a collective that sees us get the results. We witnessed three away games in Europe this season all three in the group stage I'm going to say were brilliant performances we won one possibly could have won two games if we'd held the nerve in Leverkusen mm-hmm. but should have got more points than we certainly did and we didn't have a great team in all of those games especially Dettis away, it was a bit of a shoddy team that we'd put together just to, to have 11 players out in the pitch at times, Sorrow was playing in that game you know that's He scored in twice as well didn't he? Exactly. So there's a, we're in a far better place now. Again, as I say, I trust Ange to go out and do the business in the transfer market. He'll get, he'll get his top targets, I'm sure. He'll know the places he wants to fill and he'll make sure he gets them filled. So we'll have a stronger team. Whether we can get through a Champions League group stage in second place is, for me, probably unlikely because I don't think we're at that level just yet. But if we That's
5: can self, that's Would it you? for first place right. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it'd be defeatist to talk about Europa League you know, so Go for first place and then so, we'll take what happens after that Shoot it for the moon, shoot for
6: the moon, on on it the moon. That's it So well, in that case then we'll get first place in the Champions League group stage The knockouts is a, is a formality after that And yeah.
4: uh, we
6: win the Big Cup next season
4: And uh, whereabouts is the final been held next year? My no dear, Colin, would you be to tell me that? It's, it's not, it's not Budapest, is it? Is it
6: Budapest? Is it really? No is it, way. Is it written in the stars?
4: <laughs> and well,
6: his, his, his biggest idol was Push Gash coming to win the trophy in the Push Gash Arena.
4: You know, all I'm the, saying is, I've heard Tony's flights already. <laughs> i've heard tony's flights are booked Darren's already working on the stats for the history books and uh, i've heard you're divvying up this space that's left in your spare bedroom for all of the axon contributors that's
6: right 25 euros a night calling so
4: get your, get your name in first i hope that's bed and breakfast included as well <laughs> <laughs> um it's, it's great to have you all watching along um some points coming in here first of all from Francisco Weldonino or we, Francie W. Alan, right in there with the steel toe caps to Tony.
5: <laughs>
4: Francisco, we
5: got on well, <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all, all showbiz, so try to sell a price, isn't it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blah Bla boy coming in to say it's
4: some boy band we've got here uh, <laughs> uh, 30 years ago,
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> any, the any, before, any direction all there. directions <laughs> uh, and Pura Vida coming in to ask is Paul John Dykes in the wardrobe oh, be uh, it could quite possibly be <clears throat> um, but uh, quite a serious one we'll go with this Dominic Toy, shout out to the boys and girls who are walking at the minute for Mary's meals big shout out to them um, I'm sure you can find the donation pages online for that um, so definitely check that out yeah 12 months ago eh? 10th of June 2021 the trending stories that day: um, Wyandam left Liverpool to join PSG. There was a solar eclipse that day, so some people could say that the stars aligned for Celtic. Um, and obviously, the big one, the number one trending topic on Twitter that day was the pregnancy story of Stacey Solomon. Now, I'm surprised if half of you know who Stacey Solomon is. Okay, we'll <laughs> no, look at like Alex said He uh, had no I idea. I was a big fan. Did
7: she play for some obscure Belgium second
4: division team? In which case, I'm, I'm probably all right. <laughs> you probably need to check the stats not on that one, Alan. But today, obviously on the anniversary, Celtic have been busy this morning and they have released the new away kit, which we'll be hoping to see Celtic participating in the Champions League wearing next season. We're just going to bring it up on screen now. So this is the away kit for 2022-23 20, and let's get rid of these banners so that we can see everyone's lovely faces. Um, Tony, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts on the kit? Obviously, a take on the uh, 92-93 kit, and uh, yeah, I think we have made a good effort of it.
5: I'm not buying one. I'm a grown man. (laughs) I'm a nearly grown man. Sorry, nearly grown man. So, uh, no, I I get where it is. It's an homage to the early 90s kit, isn't it? A lot of people not liking the, the back, because it's plain. Yeah, listen, it's it's it's, it's okay. I, I I was disappointed, though. I think the star above the, the badge, it's white, isn't it? Why not gold?
4: Yeah, we'll take a look at that just now as we're, we're speaking about it, but uh, uh, Alan, when you look at it, another number from uh, Adidas here. Adidas have given us some decent kits over the year. I don't know. That to me, I know it's difficult to see on here on the screen, but I think that's a silver star, Tony.
5: Still not gold, is it?
4: Wow. It's not gold, but a, a different badge this year, Alan. Hmm. It seems to be something that they're doing with the away kits and the third kits as we're, we're changing the badge this one, obviously having the shield going back to the early 90s. Okay. There's a okay. bit of nostalgia there, isn't
7: there? Yeah, so you so yours always... You're always um... You see these things, don't you, online, as who's the first player you think of when you see this kick, etc. <laughs> so my, my mind immediately went to, I was thinking, vinegar of Hessling and Gary Caldwell sprung into the front of my mind, which is probably not a good thing. But no, I like, I like it. I like it. Um, I, I do think it's odd that the back is black, but I think the combination of the shirt and the shorts is actually pretty cool. I like that.
5: Are you buying it, Alan?
7: No, but what I will do, what I will do is I'll get a beautiful team painted up in that exactly. That <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's
4: fair enough. That's,
5: that's a good answer.
4: Kevin, are you a collector? Will you be purchasing this top this season?
6: Uh, I'm not a collector, and I will not be purchasing that top this season. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan. I don't <clears> like <throat> black back. I think it would be nicer if it had the stripes all the way front to back. But uh, interestingly, as Alan was saying, about the, you see a, a new kit like this and it's the first player you think of with the old one. I'm going Rudy Vata. So it's always Rudy Vata me, yeah. It's Rudy really Vata
5: to me, yeah, yeah. So,
6: I don't know. <laughs> I hope we play a lot better than we did during Vata's era. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's given. Like when you look it's, back it's at it... a low party pass there, but um, I'm not totally convinced on it. It might be one of those ones that when you see it in the flesh... It looks a lot nicer, but in pictures, I'm not convinced.
4: Don't get me wrong, I'm not a massive fan of Celtic having the, the sponsorship on the front, and I think the, the non-sponsored version at the top is uh, probably, if I was going to buy one, it would be that. I totally get what the, the idea of not having the stripes on the back. I thought that would have completed the look of the kit. It's for me, probably one of the disappointing things. But when you're looking at this, as a Celtic fan, and... Um, with everything that's going on in the world right now, sixty-five pound for a kit, Tony. What was it? What was the first price? Of you? Do you remember your first kit? Do you remember how much it cost?
5: Yeah, I I get my first kit uh, seventy-seven. It's be the the hoops. Uh, kind of the last season, £76, seventy-six, seventy-seven. I kind of Kendall leash era and got it from Robert Stores, and it came in a box. From a Gaelic Street in Scotland, it actually came in an Umbro box. And I think the whole thing cost about between 15 and 20 quid, which is probably a lot, of, a lot of money back. So that'd be like 76, 77 it would have been, yeah. Okay. Uh, something like that. So yeah, my father knew a guy who gave him kind of discount as well. <laughs> <laughs> might, well might well have been dearer, but uh, yeah. And as I say, it looked great because it came in a, like a cardboard box though so for those of people who are, well, 50 and above and 50 next month. So they'll remember getting their Umbro kits in an actual box. Which was, uh, and it was a, it's, it was a special thing to get a kit in a box. So there you go, a blast from the past. I, but, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a shirt, is uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a <coughs> shirt shouldn't be that price, but that's just me, isn't it? I, I just we've already mentioned I, I belong from a. <laughs> <there> you go. <laughs> I belong from a different era, but you know what? what so what's that? Sixty-five quid, eighteen. What's- for the socks and so, for the shorts uh, so you're Bloody talking hell. about 115-116 uh, quid for uh, the kit for an adult uh, yeah so
4: you're what 65 and 38 is 103 100,
5: sorry 120 quid then yeah yeah 121 121 yeah. sorry yeah yeah hey, I, mean, I mean that's that's, that's, I actually think that's scandalous that's what other guys think I just think it's I agree it's
6: just, yeah, I you know, totally so. agree it's a ridiculous price to pay especially if well, the, you're the, a family as well and you've got to buy, yeah, got to buy yeah. one or two kids as well and it all adds up and then there's usually two or three kit releases every summer so yeah. No, this, this is my kind of against modern football stance I <laughs> think <laughs> yeah. the price of a kit is just ridiculous no it is
5: so um, jar you.
4: I'm going to get just a, a winner or loser um, thumbs up, thumbs down from each of you on this kit now just picture Callum McGregor or maybe Jota in this kit running down the push gas Stadium about to win the Champions League next season Thumbs up or thumbs down, Alan, <laughs> on the away kit for next year. <laughs> if, if,
7: if, if, if that's the scenario, they can wear blue shirts for like it. <laughs> but no, I, like it. I, I I like it. I like it. I'm genuinely stunned at the prices of it. Yeah. I am actually taken aback. I mean, I, I don't buy... My, my Celtic kit is the classic 67 Plain hoops with a round collar, no nothing. And that's what I've always that's the only style of top I've ever worn. So I don't, I don't buy any of the branded kits or what have you. So I'm genuinely taken aback by those prices. But I like, I like the design other than the black back. So it's a thumbs up in general. But the prices, oh my god!
5: <laughs> thumbs up from Alan Tony. I oh, don't dislike the cat. I think it's fine. I see. I still can't get Rudy Vata like Kevin says out my head either. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tony. Like back, I'm about, but the price, I'm just that's a thumbs down. Price is just that's that's extortion, man. To be honest, <laughs> out, you know? so anybody close I, I, to, I, I, to, I like the cat. You know, anybody close to Tony, if you can get
4: Rudy Vata's name or even Rocco Vata's name on the back of it for him, I'm sure he'd be delighted with that. Kev overall, thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs>
6: Uh, I think overall, for me, it's a thumbs down. Uh, I think the black back kind of takes away from a bit of the appeal from the front. And then, yeah, seeing that price tag on it definitely takes quite a bit of the appeal away from
4: it. What would the exchange rate be?
6: Oh, this would be literally in the thousands of forints, tens of thousands of foreigns. We're about 400 and something to the pound. So someone that can do a bit of quick math than me can work that one out. So I think it's, it's about 25,000, something 20, like that.
4: 25,000, that be something
6: like yeah, that. 25, even, yeah, 25,000, even, yeah. Crazy. So, that's quite a bit of your disposable income if you're based in Hungary.
4: <laughs> so, an overall thumbs up across the board, because I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Um, but, yeah, a couple of people coming in to agree with you. Brian Degnan saying, I agree with Kev, not a fan. Thank
6: you, Brian, um, checks in the post.
4: <laughs> and uh try to see Jimmy Young saying that he likes it. Uh, Will McMillan saying, give that strip a miss, the postage and packaging to Australia would bankrupt (laughs) (laughs) them. And Paddy Laverty, his checks in the post too, he says it's cheaper to buy an Axe on top. It absolutely is. Go and check those out. So we are back and it's time for a bit of Friday fun. We're going to go with a Friday version of Guess the Sale. Now I told you boys before we came online... Um, I've got a player from the 90s and a player from the noughties. So I've given these half an hour to decide which era do you want to go with here? Majority rules.
6: I'd go noughties. There we yeah. go.
7: 90s nin- might give me a slight advantage, possibly. <laughs> 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 the older
4: the better. <laughs> yeah. The 90s was a decade to forget. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I know. I know. I know. know. So you, Tony, you've got a cast and vote here. 90s or noughties? No, 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 no,
5: no, no way. I don't want to cast and vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you've got a coin there, flick it. and I don't really care. I uh, uh, don't, but do you
4: know what? I've got the noughties open, so we'll go with the noughties, right? We've got a player from the noughties. So you've got four clues. I've got a fifth clue if we're getting there. First right. one to get it, obviously, gets a virtual pint. Take care. Um, Obviously, <laughs> join in in the chat as well. Um. First of all, first clue, I joined Celtic for a transfer fee of one million pounds.
3: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for.
2: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And okay. my uh...
4: time at the club, I only scored one goal. Next clue. In total, I have played for five Scottish teams in my career. Uh, it's not Fernandez, is it? Alan Morrison. Oh. That is incredible. David <laughs> Fernandez is the guest <laughs> after three clues. What gave it away? What was the the giveaway?
7: I think the combination of Scottish clubs and uh, the one million fee, because I tend to follow the finances thing a bit, so that stuck in my mind.
4: (laughs) Guys, who was his goal against? So his goal came against Suduva in the run to Seville. That was actually, that was a clue that was coming up. It was was my only goal for Celtic came on the road to Seville. That was the first uh, round we played. Yep. Uh, uh, it was in the away leg. away leg.
7: 4-0 or something, 8-1 and 4-0 or something,
4: yeah. 8-1 so eight eight and 2-0, yeah. uh, <laughs> no. I think it was. Way oh, way was clear. it? No, okay. Um, okay. And the last clue was that he currently works as a scout for uh, Manchester City. So okay. congratulations to Alan. That would have thrown me completely out <laughs> that last clue. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. well, well done. Um, we will do the 90s question maybe on another show, but we have another game to play today. Um, to get us through the last 20 minutes or so. It is the international break. As you know, Scotland had a fantastic victory over Armenia the other day. Anthony Ralston making his first Scotland start and scoring his first goal. Fantastic finish. Although it did look as though a couple of minutes beforehand, Tony, was just about to get stretched
5: off with the way that he threw himself into that header. Did you just catch that? I didn't, need, but I think you have to bring up Ralston. Wonderful header as well. It reminds you of a certain striker that used to place headers like that. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. it's interesting because it was that's like a, that, wasn't it? Portugal. Was like yeah. was. Look at what I'm talking about. I mean, he straight back to where it came and in the corner, you're not saving nice, it. Nice and, little right? arc into the corner. Yeah. Checked, you know, and on a, on a lesser scale, it was it was like his goal in Seville, the way he knocked it back, you know? I mean, he was closer in, obviously, than that, but I, I, I just thought the technique was brilliant. And I I like Ralston. I think. Uh, My opinion has changed on Ralston as well, but, you know, he can
4: score goals as well. He's a threat. And I tell you what, what a 12 months he's had as well. Um, So we are going to be playing some international top trumps for the last 20 minutes or so. Um, It's probably not the the complete top trump rules, but we're going to play the Axon rules today. Um, So by process of winning the guest of Celt, Alan, you get to go first, and then we'll go Tony and then Kev. Uh, We'll see how long we've got. I've got 10 for each of you, but we'll see how long we've got till the hour is up. We'll maybe come back to it later. Um, So how this will work is you will see on your screen an ex-Celtic player. So first up we have Tom Boyd and he had 72 international caps for Scotland. Uh, And the player we are drawing him against is Pat Boner of Ireland. Did Pat Boner get more or less international caps than Tom Boyd? I'm going to say more. Pat Boner got 80. So, Alan, first point is on the board, and that's how the game will work. Alan, you're on a roll. Pat Boner is up. (laughs) You get lucky sometimes. Your first one is Thomas Gravison. Look at how angry he looks there. Did Thomas (laughs) Gravison get more or less caps um, than Pat Boner?
5: I'm gonna say less. Less. Sixty-six Ooh, caps, well done,
4: Tony. You've got a first point on the board. Kev, you're up, Thomas Gravison. He is up against John Hartson. Oh, oh, Did John one. Hartson get more or less caps than Thomas Gravison?
6: That's a tough one.
5: Yes.
6: Because Hartson should have played a lot of games for Wales, but he was injured a bit. So I'm going to say that Hartson had less caps than Gravison. Yeah, he did
7: start from 17 or 18,
6: though, didn't he? True, sure I'd forgotten about that. Oh,
5: okay. Not <laughs> that I'm trying to put doubt into your mind or anything. No clues the audience, Alan. No clues. We need your final answer here, okay? Kev
4: I'm going to
6: stick with my original. Are
4: <laughs> you going to relax? I'm going less. It was less. less he's 51 cap. So, (laughs) after the first round, everyone has one point on the board. (laughs) Round two, Alan, you are up. John Hartson comes up against Jos Valharan. And a lovely panini sticker there for Jos
7: Valharan. So, Valharan was was just before Belgium got really, really good. So, I'm thinking if he was playing now, he'd be less because they've got a lot of players to rotate, but... He did get a fair. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say, less. I don't think O'Hara well, played that many. I'm thinking in the 20s or 30s, maybe.
4: Anyone want to contribute just before we check it? I agree with that. I agree with less. Yeah, yeah go less. Les, go less. 19 caps. Well, don't
6: 19? Oh, go. I thought more than 19.
4: Mm. Right. So, so we many. have Josh O'Hara and Tony, and he is up against Tosh McKinley. <clears throat> Did Tosh McKinley get more or less caps than Eos? well Wilharram? I'll say more. More? Yeah.
5: 22. I mean, we're close. close. Isn't it? Very I mean, close. We're really close. I, because I, Tosh played at the World Cup 98, didn't he? Yep. yep. Yeah, so he. Yeah. And, right. I think that's his
4: 96 euro sticker there as well. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Satosh McKinley-Kev, he is up against Harold Bratback. Ooh. Now, I couldn't actually find a picture of Harold in a, a kit, which is annoying, but I like that one, so we'll go with the Celtic one.
6: Is that Dave? because Harold Bratback never played for Norway?
4: Is oh, that the clue? He got to think of his time when he was at that, Rosenberg as well. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, when he
6: was there, they had Sigurd Roosevelt who was the main striker. I think, and he had lots of caps. Twenty-two, yeah. Harold got more than twenty-two caps. Harold got more than been. twenty-two caps. I don't, I don't remember
7: Brett back, back playing much for Norway. I'll be honest, but then twenty-two is quite low, anyway. 17,
5: uh, one lucky. Oh. Aye, I think maybe I went less as well. I was. I, I'm like you are, and I wasn't remember remembering being prolific for Norway. Or- you know, whenever I watched Norway, because or...
7: they they had a they had a sort of several generations of flows, didn't did
5: i they play? Every time you came out World Cup, was always flow up front, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> some
7: some yeah, iteration of flow. <laughs> <guess you> know.
4: <laughs> so after the second round, both Alan and Tony have two points. Kevin, you are just behind on one. So we've got Harold oh. back Alan, and he is up against Chris Commons.
7: Ooh. Oh, crazy. Um whew. Well, that is tough because this is going to be very, very close number, actually. Um, mm. it, it could be either way. Did Chris Commons get more than 20 caps? Because he started playing for Scotland quite late in his career, didn't he? I think he must have been nearly 30. So I'm going to go lower. I don't think he played for Scotland that many times. Probably did in a concentrated period, but I, I, I'm struggling to think he got more than 20
4: caps. Thoughts, gents, before I had it up? Less shy.
6: Yeah, I would say less as well. I think he was only two or three years in the national team.
4: Correct. He only had 12 caps <clears> on <off throat> Scotland. So, Tony, for Chris Commons, he is up against Kyogo Furahashi. <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: Ma- Maeda scored his first goal for Japan today, by the way. I think the game's still been played, but.
4: So this is before today's game, then I didn't realize they were playing just now. I don't think I don't know that
7: Kyogo is playing, he might come on as a sub, so that could sway it.
5: <laughs> no, definitely the, same. Answer, the answer
4: might change,
5: <laughs> definitely doesn't include today's game. Then, <coughs> okay, okay. <coughs> isn't
4: it? Uh, I'll say more. Kyogo Furahashi has 14 before today. If he's playing right now, that might be 15. I think that's
5: what's known as a picket. <laughs> that was a sclaff, I think. <laughs> 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 three <from> three for <laughs> boys. Kevin
4: Kiyogo Furuhashi is up against Zheng Ji. Remember Zheng Ji? I
6: do.
4: Oh I, I think he's,
5: he's trying not he's to a lot more.
6: I think he's um possibly the record caps holder for China. I think that was just
5: one I was thrown point. in
4: just to see if he would catch anybody out. Oh, correct. Thank 108 you. 108 caps for... I
6: get, I get a bonus point for saying he was the record caps holder?
4: Uh, we'll see when it comes to the end of the game. <laughs> 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 next the
5: next talk Trump's Ali Dai or something?
4: So, Alan, you're up for round four. At the end of round three, you have three for three. Jingzi is up against Henrik Larson. Crazy, bloody hell! Um, hundred and eight.
7: Oh no, this is going to be terrible if I get this wrong. Um, did Henrik? I don't know. I've got ninety something in my mind for Henrik. Yeah, or even eighty something. So I'm going to go lower.
5: No, many got a hundred caps for our country.
4: Mm.
7: Oh.
5: 106. Well, I was lucky that wasn't off the post. (laughs) (laughs) Keeper got a hand to that one there. That's a a keeper saves a penalty and then you rattle the rebound home (laughs) into that. The the rebound snatches off my face and goes in. in. (laughs) Definitely.
4: So, Tony, the King, Henrik Larsson against Stylian Petrol. uh,
5: I think Stylian got a lot of caps, but not as many as Henrik. So okay. you're going to go lower, yes. yeah? Lower than 106. We yeah. have 105.
4: Oh, oh, oh. Only one in it. <laughs> that, that was a screamer. That top corner that one. <laughs> if
5: that was a, if that was a keeper rebound, then I don't know what that one was. By <laughs> the way, speaking of stats, the, the stat that I know about Henrik, most people know as well: 242 and 315. I described every one of them. For the pull-out when he left it. Do you know? No, I would, I, I would it.
4: like you to do a, a podcast
5: one day where
4: you just read all two hundred and forty-two <laughs> <of the> goals.
5: <laughs> was, and and you know a great story about that. When I got to the end, I knew everybody knew it was two hundred forty-two, and when I counted them all up, I get two hundred forty-one. Could I find this goal? And it turns out that it was a, it was a goal against St. Pat's in a qualifier and it hadn't really registered on any sites, and I had to troll through forever. I <laughs> I loved it, man. I was just, I was tearing my hair. Look at this bloody goal for the reason. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was a goal against the the Champions League qualifier that was so far removed from the rector scale that nobody really bothered, you know. So, uh, Yeah, but that was my, my big uh, and Henry And he loved it as well, So and he signed it for me too, so I was uh, cuffed at that. So. Framed so,
4: possession, absolutely.
5: Yeah.
4: Kev? Your chance to get on the scoreboard again. Stillian Petrov, 105 caps, is up against Ki Sung Young. Oh.
6: Oh. Uh, using the logic of Tony and Al, that not many players have had over 100 caps, I don't think Ki had over 105. So
4: I'll say less. Less than 105 for Ki
5: Sung Young. He had 110. Oh. I think you used the wisdom of Stacy Solomon there.
6: Nice to do. inner Stacey Solomon
5: yeah. didn't work. Wisdom of <laughs> Stacey Solomon, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, after four rounds,
4: Alan and Tony <laughs> are perfect four from four. Kev is... 50% 2 from 4 so far a
5: sudden death out here Alan <laughs> <laughs> so
4: Alan you have Keeson Young and he's That's a up high watermark Mikael Lustig
7: oh man that is going to be close oof I mean it could be like 112 or it could be 109 so honestly I could see it being being either I'm going. I'm going. To, I'm going. I'm going to go just less. I think he's. I think he might be over a hundred, but maybe not hundred and ten.
4: Mikael Lustig for Sweden got ninety four oh. caps. Five from five. Alan doing well. Tony. Mikael Lustig right. at ninety
5: four caps is up I, I, against. I'm being cashing the Aaron Ramsey role here, aren't
4: I? <laughs> Aiden McGeady for Ireland. Oh, oh man. Mm.
5: Did he get more or less than ninety four caps? Again, I'll go back to you, Alan. He was in from an early age, wasn't he? But I'm going to say less.
4: Less than 94 for Aidan McGeady. 93, one in it. Wow. (laughs) One in it. Five from five for the boys. (laughs) Kev. Going to a sudden death shout out between me and (laughs) Alan. Aidan McGeady at 93 caps is up against Artur Boric for Poland.
6: (sighs) Can you know, give me somebody like Tony Watt to go up against? <laughs>
2: <the
6: next. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony, Ra- Tony Rolston yeah. Yeah, yeah someone like that Aye. oh <laughs> Boric he was number one for a while but Poland had a few good keepers and he did miss one of the Euros I think when he was <laughs> still in his prime oh Let's less, but it's going to be close.
4: Less than ninety-three caps. Yes. after Boric got sixty-five. You're right. He did Sorry. miss, and you've got to remember <laughs> Poland had some really good goalkeepers at that time as well, Fabianski yeah. uh, and goalkeepers like that. So
6: Chesney, there was another lad that played in one of the Euros, I think. So,
4: yep. Hmm. Yeah. So Ata Boric on sixty-five, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's four six out of six. Compare him to Danny McGreen.
7: Oh. oh my goodness! I should know this number and I should be ingrained, as it were, <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my consciousness. Well, so the diff- different days, right? So didn't play as many matches. Um, I'm sure he got to fifty. I know he played a long time, but there just weren't that many games. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to say over fi- between fifteen sixty five, but but less.
4: Less than 65 for Danny mm. McGrain. Yeah. 62. Six for six so far. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> our, our,
7: our, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey's
4: up with the next
5: one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, against Danny McGrain, we have Victor Wanyama. For ooh, good Kenya. one. That's a good one. That is a
7: good one. Ooh, ooh. That's tough. Aye. Nah, I would, would, would I
5: like know to be doing this one. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to say less.
4: Less for Victor Wanyama. He has 64
5: fingertip save. (laughs) Slam straight down the middle and the goalie doesn't move.
4: That that was the Aaron Ramsey Ramsey (laughs) penalty. Kev, here's your chance to get back into it here. (coughs) Victor Winyama, 64 caps for Kenya against Georges Samaras for Greece. Oh, Thinking hard about
6: this one Hmm. because, again, he was... He's been around a few squads for Greece in a few tournaments. So, and because I like him a lot, <laughs> basing it purely on that. So uh,
5: that's not <laughs> a
6: no, clearly not. <laughs> Whether these international managers like him as much as I do, I'm going to say that yes, Samaras had more than 64 caps because he had quite a long career.
4: Eighty one.
0: Well done. Do you oh, know yeah.
4: in those eighty one caps he got nine goals? What a mm. return for a striker. I think Scottish strikers get a better return than that. <laughs> eighty one <laughs> caps for Samaras Allen. Uh-huh. He's up against Joe Ledley, Joe Ledley of Wales.
7: Oh Joe Ledley played for Wales for years. Yeah, he did right? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say more than eighty one for Ledley.
4: More than eighty one mm. for Joe Ledley. Joe Ledley had Seventy-seven.
2: Oh, oh no! <laughs> it's a slop
4: up from Alan Morrison.
5: Well, he's back in the game. What, it's the wonder of the world, Alan Morrison. Mm-hmm. That's, that's question wrong. <laughs> that's no wrong. No these respect. aren't stats.
7: These are facts. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my moment, Alan. It's a memory test. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, Tony, I'm getting have... old. I can't do memory tests. Uh, you, you, you have. have You have the love of Amy Canavan's life, Joe Ledley, and he's up against Paul McStay.
5: Oh, Oh, no. I know
4: I make up.
7: he got. I'm pretty sure I do.
5: I'm going to say more. I think it's
4: 78 or something Paul McStay got. Paul McStay for Scotland, 76. Yeah, I thought 75, but yeah, 76, That was your chance there, Tony. Okay, maybe you could get back into this. Paul McStay on 76 comes up again. Ayo Berkovic from (laughs) Israel.
6: Gut instinct says more because Israel didn't have a very good team when he was playing for them, I don't think. So he would have been, been there. They didn't make any tournaments, so it's only qualifiers and friendlies. Uh, more. Do it. <laughs> Lock it in, Colin.
2: i bet <laughs> 78. Well
7: done. Well
5: done.
4: So after seven rounds, <clears throat> Alan, you're on six points. Tony, you're on five points. And Kev, you're also on five points. So there's only one point in it. Crikey. Very, very close. So, Alan Ioberkovich is up against Niall McGinn.
7: Niall McGinn. Ooh,
4: he probably got more caps than
7: I realise. Um, <sighs> I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. It's going to be close, though.
4: Less for Niall McGinn. Niall McGinn got 71, correct? But is that a lot more than you expected then, Alan?
7: Not a lot more, no. he's He's no. been around. Oh, again, he's in veteran stage now. So he's late in his late mid 30s now. So, yeah, I think he's a pretty regular in the school.
4: I'll, I'll, I'll give him a clue because this person isn't going to come up in it, but I was surprised that he had more caps than Neil Lennon. <laughs> Neil Lennon only had 40 caps. Right. Strange. Pro- well, probably a, a story to tell around that.
5: Yeah, much <laughs> so. I think that
6: was entirely in football abilities.
4: Well that's true. So Tony, now again is up against Magic or Matchai Zarafsky of Zyrafski. Poland. Oh come on.
5: <laughs> mm.
4: Long time ledger frontman. Aye, but he
5: star shone brightly for a while, didn't it? But not forever, if you get what I mean.
4: <laughs> what's, your, what's, your fame, what's your best Magic Zorowski moment that
5: isn't the four goals against Unfermline? Probably his goal at Ibrox. Mm, That's absolutely Just the way he took it. And the fact that it, it was Roy Keane's one and only game against Rangers and lost it and you know, I uh, enjoyed that. Yeah. I'll oh. say less, because I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that he Zarafsky for
4: Poland got 72. Oh that's cruel. That's oh. cruel. Cool. How about you? Because he was pretty he was pretty
2: much done by 29, wasn't
4: he? he absolutely yeah, absolutely done, yeah. <laughs> I I remember his uh, his penalty in the shootout against Spartak. Because I think if we'd missed we were going out and he, I think he put it in the top bag. Him and Derek Bryadon scored brilliant yeah. penalties yeah. in that shootout. Reardon was put on for that
5: reason, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, and I obviously,
4: see. that that great moment at the end of the, the shootout with uh, all the players jumping on top of uh, Arthur Boric and Tommy Burns getting involved as well. That's one of those iconic Celtic moments. Yeah. I just, I just
7: remember before we signed him, and uh, I think Poland were playing England in a World Cup qualifier. Uh, I, just, I, so I didn't know anything about
4: him. I just thought, what a player he is. And I went to sign for Celtic, I couldn't believe it. It's like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> I think he had a very good season his first time round. I think maybe Mm -hmm. 25 goals in his first season. Yeah, Yeah. he yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah.
4: Kev Zarafsky is up against Mark Viduca. That's tough.
6: That is tough. (laughs) Um, Jeez. I'm tempted to go less because. Viduca is another one that had quite a few injuries in his career that would probably have curtailed his appearances for the national team. So I know he had a long career, but I reckon he maybe could he have been one that kind of ended his career early as well, his international career early, focused on his club football.
5: We'll see no, right. two names, Kevin. Mark and Marco for the Exactly. So <laughs> if this if this goes the wrong way,
6: we're going to have to fire <laughs> check. <laughs> How many games has he registered as Mark?
4: <laughs> so, Kev, what's your final so, answer? Uh, I'm going less. Forty-three. Yeah, well done. Yeah, Forty-three
7: caps. <laughs> I bet there's a few disciplinary
4: miss- misses as well. Probably. <laughs> so, Alan, we are in to round nine. Oof, Mark Viduca comes up against Craig Burley. Craig Burley. And a fantastic picture of Craig himself. Oh.
7: <laughs> now he got quite a few caps. He did. Um Well. But it's around it's gonna be it's, I think it's in the forties. It's not I don't think he got to fifty, did he? I'm gonna gamble that he got just a little bit more a little bit more
4: Craig Burley for Scotland. Forty-six, correct. Tony Craig Burley on forty-six comes up against Charlie Mulgrew.
5: Wow, probably one in that either side? And I don't, know, <laughs> it. I don't know, you know, you know any difference, does it? So it's 50-50. i uh,
4: I'll say less, less than forty-six caps for Scotland. Charlie Mulgrew has forty-four.
5: Congratulations
4: back on the board, Charlie Kev You have George
5: Cadetti. Cadetti, there's only one. There's only
6: one George Cadetti. Ah, I mean, when he was in Portugal, he was a leading light. Can I think who else would have been in the team at that time? Would it have been Paulo Futri? I would say. <laughs> yeah. Pinto, Jao Pinto. Yeah, I
7: yeah. remember scoring two... We only lost 5-0 Scotland, didn't we? we uh, yeah, two. the night that was yeah. the Andy
6: Rocksburg
5: the night a team died.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. When he, when he was younger, definitely, I think he would have been in the team quite a bit, making a few caps, but I don't know if he played that much for the national team after and doing <laughs> Celtic. So, I will say...
4: Less. Less than Tough 44 caps for Cadetti. 33. Oh, well done. So, going into the final round, Alan, you have 8 out of 9. Tony, you have 6 out of 9. And Kev, you have 7 out of 9. So, if Alan gets this one wrong, you've got the chance to draw a level. Okay, So,
6: Alan... Can I use my bonus point for Zheng
4: Xin? <laughs> <laughs> so Alan Giorgio Cadetti is up against Christopher. Chris oh. oh, that is horrible. Oh. <laughs> no, he's not he's not played for
7: Norway that till recently, but it must it must be close. He must have Nations League games and all that palab. He must have racked up a few in the recent the last few years, but it would only have been the last three or four years. So to beat 33 you'd have to have played 10 or 11 internationals a year
4: I was sure... surprised when I looked up the stats Callum McGregor last year made mm. 15 appearances for Scotland Right, okay
7: I'm sure um, Iyer would have been rotated to some extent uh, especially in the early days uh, my gut definitely says lower but I'm I'm thinking this is a trick one <laughs> <laughs> Right, There's no pressure probably, on here at all. I mean. That's right, no right, probably the same, right? Um do you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna not follow my gut. I'm gonna say this is a trick one and say
4: more. More than 33 caps, mm-hmm. Christopher Ayer has. 26. Uh, I wasn't
7: you no. are still oh, over, in the game here. Oh, I overthink it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Tony Christopher Ayer is up against Kieran Tierney.
5: I'll say Kieran's got more.
4: Kieran Tierney for Scotland has 32 caps. Congratulations. Well done. Sorry. And Kev, you need this one. Otherwise, Alan has one. Kieran Tierney is up against Scott McDonald of Australia. Nasty. (laughs) Nasty.
6: Oh, McDonald must have had more than 32. He says confidently and then doubts himself <laughs> to... You
5: mean you overthink it? Uh, well,
6: I'm uh, not renowned for my thinking, Tony, so... <laughs> yeah,
5: I'm uh, more renowned for my writing and they let me away with it. You know I mean? <laughs> living proof you can fool all the people all the time.
6: Exactly. Um... Let's let's go more. let was the gut. Let's do it. Go Scott with
4: McDonald gap. for Australia has twenty six caps, oh, which means Alan, oh, you are oh, the winner. Unlucky, unlucky. of today's <laughs> game. Congratulations!
7: Thank you. That was um, I'd um, like to thank my mum, my dad,
5: well, good, Al. Uh, <laughs>
7: my budgie, <laughs> Your agent, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, especially my agent, who he will be on the phone to very shortly. <laughs>
4: so <clears throat> congratulations to everyone who was playing along there, I hope you enjoyed that um, it was just uh, good to have a wee bit of fun with the guys so the final scores, Alan you've got 8 out of 10 and Tony and Kev, you've both got 7 out of 10 which is pretty good scores.
5: I, considering you diddled me with uh, one either side of <laughs> <laughs> it was a luck in a draw Tony a luck of the draw. I heard that
4: yeah <laughs> So thank you to everyone who has been watching along today on A City State of Mind, a big happy anniversary from everyone here at Axom. It has been a fantastic 12 months so far and we look forward to the next 12 months ahead. Um, Thank you to Tony, to Kev and to Alan for joining me today. Any last words, gents? Have a lovely weekend,
5: everyone. <laughs> Any last words <ones> ever. <laughs> we'll finish on that. Somebody come right in and loves <laughs> Take
4: care, everyone. Have a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, stay safe and hail, hail.